This is the prestigious one, Joe Hendry here, and welcome to my new podcast, How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Um, really enjoying this podcast series. Also, first up, just want to give a huge thanks to Cultaholic, who hosted one of my episodes uh, this week on their channel, which is amazing news for a content creator like myself. You know, they've got hundreds of thousands of subs, so that was a, a huge bit of publicity for me. I really appreciate that. Also, thanks to everyone who watched the trailer for Free Agent. Uh, our brand new web show which is coming March 1st uh, as is the Patreon coming on March 1st as well the Patreon covers this uh, the How to Become a Professional Wrestler covers the Joe Hendry show and it covers the web show as well so um, thanks to Cultaholic for giving us that huge bit of publicity we've gained 1,000 YouTube subscribers over the weekend which again that's my channel is growing by 25% so thank you to Cultaholic if you support that company you're supporting some good people um, anyway so let's get right into it folks uh, we don't have any ads as of yet for this so let's just get right to it today I'm going to be talking about something that I get asked about quite a lot um, so in previous episodes, we've talked about finding yourself a training school, how to accelerate your training, balancing the time and money. How are you going to make this happen? If you want to hear any of this, go back and listen to the previous episodes. So we've talked about that. We've talked about the basics of what to do, what not to do. We've talked about what happens when you make your debut. We've covered a whole host of of content here and really if you are planning on becoming a professional wrestler you want to give it a shot the main theme that we've been telling you all is basically if you have a dream is to go and just give it a shot just go and try it because you don't want to go to the grave with that regret that is the worst thing that you can end up with so just try it find a great school and try it but you got all the details on that in the previous episodes we're going to jump forward a little bit now we've done the episode about how to make your debut but something i get asked a lot about now is about character creating a character um, and that's something again there will be people who can offer you loads of different advice in loads of different uh, ways but how to create a character is something I feel like I you know again not to put myself over too much I feel that's something I have a particularly strong grasp on so again we've all got our strengths and weaknesses for me that is an area of strength so I feel you know, comfortable in giving you guys some advice. And I just want to take you back to a story uh, of when I was in Canada. Again, not going to name names. There was a wrestler who asked me some advice on basically, how do I ascend quickly? How do I get to a position of prominence in professional wrestling quickly? Now, you have to understand that word quickly changes everything. Um, yes, there are there are a multitude of different paths to get into where you want to be in the pro wrestling business. But if you want to make ground quickly and you want to get yourself established, I always tell people the answer, but they don't want to hear it. Get an over-the-top character. Or you may have heard people talk about the word gimmick. Make it over-the-top. You look at characters when they first come into the business. Like, So let's take John Cena, for example. When he started out uh, in WWE, he had the, um, the Thugonomics, uh, Word Life character, which is very overt and out there. And then the longer his career goes on, the more you get to know about the intricacies of the personality that is John Cena. So the, the, the pathway that I look at and the thing I think works is again, if you look at The Undertaker, starts as, you know, he's the dead man. He's this very overt, very in the best way possible, over-the-top character. And then as the years go by, we get to know all the nuances and intricacies. But at the start, you just want to be in your face and over-the-top, and you want to be known for something. Like for me, I'm the singing wrestler. I'm the musician wrestler. I'm the guy that does the entrances. You know, I might have things that I want to get over. So when, for example, so when I was a uh, you know, villain in WCPW, you got to know the intricacies of my personality, but my overall character, if you will, um, was this very over-the-top singer, and that's how I started in ICW. Um, so, good question there. Break says, do you think people always need over-the-top gimmicks? No, no, I don't. Uh, absolutely not. This this does not fit all. You might be a wrestler that wants to be very down the middle and just kind of, you know, I just really want to focus on the wrestling. I just love wrestling, and there have been wrestlers that are successful in, in that department in the past, but that can be a very long-term thing. Um, you know, and, and anything... That it should be this learning process should be a long term thing. You're always learning. But what I'm responding to is when people say I'm a trainee, I want to progress quickly. When they say the Q word, it, that is the response that I give. 
There's all the basics that we talked about. You know, if you can drive and you can get the top talents to the venue when they might not have a car or can drive, you all of a sudden become uh, an important asset. Throughout the previous episodes, we've checked off all the things that make you a bookable talent. By the end of the day, we've explained before If you want to be a professional wrestler, the standard is so high. It's not about are you good enough to get on a show. It's about are you good enough to replace someone else. Now, becoming in ring, becoming brilliant in the ring is something that takes many years. I'm challenging myself right now to be better in the ring. I feel that, you know, I'd want to evolve all the time. But, you know, some things just come with experience. They come with hundreds and hundreds of matches. And when you're a trainee, it's very difficult to accumulate those hundreds and hundreds of matches. But one thing that you can do overnight is come up with a compelling character. Now, I say come up with a character. Again, this is something that I approach with caution because at the end of the day, I've said this before on this podcast, right? My character, if you will, quote unquote, is a failed musician, a cringy failed musician. It is David Brent, influenced by early Kurt Angle, and as much of me as I can possibly be. My biggest influence is The Rock, but I didn't want to be. Uh, I didn't go, want to go too over the top with The Rock because if you do that, you just become a ripoff of The Rock. Something that Jim Cornette says: it's like if you steal from one person, it's called stealing. If you steal from many, it's called influences, and that is uh, that's something that I always hold true. And um, but basically. What I'm trying to say, folks, is we call that a character, but you got to understand before I got into wrestling, I was a field musician for 10 years. So I wasn't, you know, pretending to be a character. When we use the word character, it is myself. I am parodying myself. I'm being myself, but an over-the-top version. When you watch WWE documentaries, you'll hear the wrestlers refer to this concept of the best wrestlers were the were the best characters, quote unquote, were always versions of themselves with the volume turned up. You know there are there are some people who can go and study acting and become experts in that field. But you know what? I'm not Christian Bale. I can't do that. The best way that I can connect with people is to be, and right now I'm finding the best way to connect with people, is to be genuine and to be open and honest and go, listen, I'm doing this podcast series because I want to improve my own skills. I feel having a bit of humility, a bit of self-awareness is a great way to connect with people. But you know that's because I've already got a platform. In the beginning, the best way to connect with people is to create a gimmick that's, that's funny or shocking or you know something that is different. So the promoter can go, okay, well, I'm going to book the, they're not going to remember your name instantly. Let's book the singing wrestler. Let's book that musician wrestler. Let's book the guy that does the entrances. What's the name, his name again? You just, you remember that. Let's book the seven foot tall undead guy. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the promoter is not going to necessarily remember your name the first time that they hear it. It's going to be the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth time that they hear it. And eventually they'll go, okay, I'm going to give this person a shot. But the best way that you can increase your chances of doing that is to create a compelling character that is unique. You got to understand wrestling. It's not always, you know, some uh, promotions are very specified, but a lot of promotions are, you know, in some ways a variety show. There's a little bit of something for everyone. But one thing, again, I said it on the other, on the uh, a previous podcast, something that Chavo Guerrero said, he was told by Eddie Guerrero that uh, the word is, is, is wrestling. It says wrestling on the marquee. If you can wrestle, you'll always have a job. Uh, and I believe that that's true. If you are a highly skilled professional wrestler in the ring, you will always have a job. The difficulty is to become a truly skilled professional wrestler is something that takes years, sometimes even decades to reach that point. So something that you can do to stand out instantly to even get yourself booked in this highly competitive market is to uh, have an over the top character. And where I recommend you start is with yourself. Whenever I do seminars, what I say to people is this, I go, Okay, if I was to ask your friends and family, not you, be really honest. If I was to ask your friends and family, and this is what I recommend you do. If you're a trainee, listen to this, go and do this. It'll be hard to hear, but the more you're in professional wrestling, the thicker your skin will get. Ask your true friends and your true family and be and say, be honest. Say, tell me honestly, be honest what are the best things about my personality and what are the worst things about my personality? For some of you, that's going to be hard to hear. But for me, the worst things about my personality were my arrogance, my delusion, my uh, 
over inflation of self grandeur like these these were things that my friends and family found to be quite cringy so if i'm portraying someone that's you know a bad person then i'm going to draw on these bad qualities that are already there you know what i'm saying and trust me is one of the most most therapeutic things to parody yourself while you're doing this it is it's almost like do you, do you remember 8 mile at the end when eminem slags himself off for a minute and then his opponent has nothing to say, is that sort of thing. I am a failed musician. I wear it, I embrace it, and I promote it. So no one can turn around and tell me that you're a failed musician and it has any sting because that's what has allowed me to prosper in professional wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Do not be afraid to make fun of your shortcomings it helps you with, with in your personal life as well it helps you get some self-awareness it helps you to put your own personality into context and you know what it's quite healthy to have a laugh at your own expense from time to time on the other hand on the other hand let's look at your best qualities you know for for me on as well as having these negative uh well qualities if you will you know i was a confident person um you know i i try my best no one's perfect but I try my best to do what is right you know so basically so when I'm on the other side of the coin and I'm trying to portray my good traits um, I'm trying to portray a hero then that's what I'm going to do I'm going to show that unwavering confidence and I'm going to show that uh, that drive to do the right thing so basically what I'm saying folks be honest with the people that care about you and say, look, what are my good traits? What are my bad traits? And let's base your, again, quote-unquote character on these things. The reason I say character is because, actually, I'm not talking about a character. This podcast may have been misleading. I'm talking about your character. Let's build your professional wrestling persona around your character. And I'm not talking about a character, I'm talking about the character that's already within you. That's what I tell people. How can you turn that up to 11? And for me, it was being the failed musician, not being aware of it, and being in a world in professional wrestling where I think that everybody thinks that I'm awesome, but really everyone's like, oh, that guy's just a, a failed musician, you know? And at the start, it gets those negative reactions. But like anything in wrestling, it's cyclical. You do that long enough, and eventually the audience will come with you. So that's kind of where I would recommend that you start with your professional wrestling character, if you will. I'm going to tell you a few tricks that I kind of did early on in my career as well. And one of them was I knew I needed to get my name out there. And I was in the car as a trainee with Killian Dane, Nikki Cross, and it may have been Viper. I think we were on our way back from a seminar. And I'll never forget it. Uh, Jason Derulo came on the radio. Derulo, I've said that wrong. Derulo, Jason Derulo came on the radio, and he goes, or you know, the MP3 player, if you will, because um, Nicky Cross likes uh, a bit of cheesy music as I do as well. So I, when I heard that, I I kind of reacted to that, and I was just we were commenting on how funny and equally douchey it was that Jason Derulo at the start of his songs would go Jason Derulo, and then I thought that's. Like, I appreciate it because, you know, I'm a marketing guy. I think that's pretty funny. But that's pretty lame. Like, saying your name at the start of your own song. I mean, we're all already listening to the song. It's pretty lame. Uh, but on the other hand, it's a great marketing tool. Because at the start of the song, if you've never heard of this artist before, it immediately tells you who it is. And I thought, wow, what a perfect foundation for a piece of marketing material for a professional wrestler like myself. So I was, it's that call and response. Again, professional wrestling is all about audience interaction. Excuse me, I'm going to take a quick sip of coffee here. Oh, you can't beat it. Black coffee. You can't beat it. Um, so I thought... Right, I need to. Wrestling is all about that audience interaction. In a way, it's all about that call and response. You know, it's like uh, it, you know, listen to a lot of great Queen songs. It's that call and response. It's you go to any great concerts. It's all about making the audience a part of the show. So I realized, let's take that principle of the Jason Derulo and let's have something that the audience can answer back. And at the time, I was the local hero. That was my. Uh, initial foray into the business. So when I go, Joe Hendry, they go, local hero. So now if you think about it, apologies, that noise was a door creaking, I, I assure you, in the background. Um, but I don't know if you can hear it or not. I think these mics are directional, but just uh, the, the dogs running around uh, in the house behind me there. But uh, we're here to do this podcast, you know. So um, 
Yeah, it's all about that call and response. And that's one way to get the audience involved. It's a great marketing tool. And that was kind of the basis for the start of the song that I created. And then around Christmas time, I kind of created a Christmas song, if you will. So honestly, my first booking was a rumble. The second booking, the next night, was doing a promo in ICW off the back of the, the stuff that the promotional materials that I'd made. So day two, I was already in ICW because the owner of the company had seen some of the stuff that I'd done. Um, so that's how I got into it. Now, let me tell you, the first six months of me being in ICW, because I'd had like a match was literally, you know, how can we, how can we basically hide this person's weaknesses because I basically couldn't wrestle. So all I would do is I would show up, do some, do promos or whatever, and then demo or somebody else would take me out of the game. So, and I would just get beat up for a while. But again, we showcased my strengths, which was the character stuff, and we, we hid my weaknesses. Now, the reason I give you that example is because right then I didn't really do any wrestling. I just took a few bumps and got beat up, but I was able to contribute in a meaningful way on the shows. So when people ask me, how do I get, how do I climb the ladder quickly? That is the answer. An over-the-top character, which should start from within. You should build that character on your own traits that are already there. The reason I give that as an example is, again, if you're asking me, right, I've got 10 years, how do I become a great wrestler? Well, I'd say, you know, I'm maybe not the best person to speak to because I've only been in the business six years. But if you want to do it quicker than usual, these are this is the pieces of advice that I have. So when people ask how to do it quickly, I, I tell them that. I tell them a condensed version of that story. Most the, the thing is, most people don't really want to accept that and understand that as the answer, but I can't, you know, it sometimes works like that for some people, it sometimes works in a different way, but for me and the skill set that I had, that was something that I could work on without any professional Let's not make no mistake about it. You've listened to my podcast about my time and money situation about being a professional wrestling trainee, but there is zero excuse for getting started. Even if you have zero pounds, I am sure, right, if you if you are diligent with what's around your house, sell a few items on eBay, you can get a fiver together, you can go to a pound shop and you can buy a mirror and you can cut promos into that mirror every day and become very proficient at promos before you ever before you ever set foot in a professional wrestling situation. Uh, I'm just looking at the comments there and people are commenting on the a bit rate drop. Is is this okay just now or are we having some difficulties with this? If you're listening to the audio version, I'm recording it locally on my computer, so it should be fine. But please do let me know if you're experiencing some technical problems. Um, if it is a minor technical problem, um, we can just move on. If it's serious, then then we'll deal with it. But I'm going to continue as normal. Um, so someone said it was only a slight second joke. Okay, well, no problems then. Let's not uh, faff around and waste any more time on it. Um, so basically, that's how, when I say create a character, that's kind of what I would start with. Um, another thing I want to do is a, a good piece of advice that I was given is to... Sometimes people can't see the forest for the trees because they are so buried within the wrestling business that the influences that you get are all from within wrestling. Whereas you'll listen through history and some of the most inspiring um, professional wrestlers actually talk about a certain influence they got from a movie or a television program. Um, so, for example, Chris Jericho talks about his 2008 villain characters being inspired by the, uh, I think it's No Country for Old Men villain, and that's from watching a movie. And again, it was someone very high up in the business that gave me the piece of advice to, you know, continue to find influences outside of wrestling, you know, because the thing is like, everyone's a wrestler, you know, it's kind of like, it, it, this job isn't really about who deserves it, it's about who can do the job. And if you show up and go, well, I'm the wrestler that does this and does loads of flips or does loads of technical stuff, or I'm, you know, the guy that finishes matches in, you know, two minutes and kills everybody. Uh, the response could be, well, we've already got one of them. 
I've already got one of them and we've already got one of them. So what can you do? The thing that you can always do is you can have a compelling character, especially if you build it on the foundations that are true to you. Again, to use an example outside of wrestling, uh, people talked about, you know, remember when the Arctic Monkeys were making it really big in the day and uh, back in the day and people were saying, you know, why is it? And it's because they sang about what they knew and it rang true with so many people in the UK and it's kind of the same thing. If you try and, you know... Um, BS it, it's like, don't get me wrong, you can have an over-the-top um, persona, but is if it's ingrained in your traits, then it's still going to be genuine to some extent. You know what I'm saying? So basically, you can be over-the-top, but you can be genuine at the same time. So always look for those influences that are not necessarily within professional wrestling. Always try to pick influences from other places. Like, so for example, for me, for my t-shirts, I don't, you know, it, there's nothing more cringy than when people go, when people copy Bullet Club t-shirts. It's so cringy, and I've had conversations with people in the past, like, I've had, I've seen people copy very popular professional wrestling t-shirts, and I'm like, look, if you want to be sure, you're going to sell a few shirts right now but if you want to be taken seriously please you know you shouldn't show up to shows with something like that because what if you end up on the same show as you know the young bucks or you know any of the other ability club members and obviously they're going their their own way now but like at the time it's like that's really cringy you know and how many bullet club uh, parodies have we seen but Who's to say that you can't parody something outside of professional wrestling you know because that way you're not really you know you're not stealing revenue from another professional wrestling group or professional wrestler, you know. So always kind of cast your net a bit wider than just taking influences from professional wrestling. Try to think about characters that have really resonated with you throughout movies or fiction or documentaries. What what kind of content really strikes a chord with you? Another thing that I want to bring up about the whole idea of having a character and having a persona is let's think about why you want to be a professional wrestler. Like for me, the reason I want to be a professional wrestler, sure it's my dream, but I genuinely feel like I have something unique to offer. And sometimes you lose track of that. I think for about a year, I lost track of that. In 2018, I was just responding to what was happening. You know, I had like, it was just nuts. I had, you know, I was doing commentary for Five Star. Then I went to the Commonwealth Games. Then I came back and there was ITV. Then I had a brief stint with Impact Wrestling. I was just reacting to what was going on. Whereas now... I've kind of taken it back a notch and what I'm doing is I'm working, I'm focusing on the promotions that I really love to work with and what I'm doing is I'm doing the entrances, we're doing this brand new show, I'm doing the podcast, I'm doing what I want to do and I'm not coming at it from the viewpoint of this is my job and this is what I do, I'm coming at it from the viewpoint of I want to, I want to entertain, I want to educate, I want to give something back and see so when you go into it with those noble ideas, like when, when my entrances were at their very best, it was when my sole intention was I'm going to show up there and I'm going to create the thing that's going to be talked about when people leave this show. When they leave this show, they're going to go, did you see Joe Hendry's entrance? Whenever my goal was, oh, I'm going to sell X amount of t-shirts or I'm going to do this, your goal has to be I'm going to create the moment that people are going to remember. Now, there will come a time where you'll go, I want to have the best match. And I'm going to take you back. I didn't actually finish the story, but this person in Canada came up to me and says, you know, how do I send quickly? How do I send quickly? And I gave them this idea of how they should... And I literally built the character for them. I was like, this is what you should do. If I was you, you're asking my opinion, so I'm going to give it. It may be right, it may be wrong, but my instinct tells me this. If I was you, this is what I would do. And it was when Conor McGregor was just on top of the world. And he was kind of wanting to do like a, let's say a gimmick that kind of fit into that um, that pillar of of professional wrestling within that sort of within that um archetype and I, I basically said you should be you should kind of parody this part of it not not musically but just like put it throw in a couple of catchphrases like this make fun of yourself a little bit with this do this and he's laughing all he's like oh man you know i've never thought about that and blah 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 and i'm feeling really positive about it i thought you know i've, I've really contributed something here hopefully this person takes the advice and goes and does something with it right so about six months go by and i come back and the person's still in the same spot in their career, right? And, you know, no problem. You know, it's, I, I just was hoping that the advice would kind of help me. And he comes back to me and he goes, um, yeah, so I'm not going to mention who the wrestler is, right? But a fairly prominent wrestler. And he goes, you know, I went to this wrestler who, uh, and I told them what you told me. And they said, and they said, 
they, they, they said it was stupid. They said the whole idea was a dumb gimmick and it was it was stupid and, you know, it was, why would I tell you that? And, oh, God, it's not going to do anything for you. And I was like, oh, is that is that so? And first of all, I'm feeling like, well, look, man, if, if you think my ideas are trash, then why are you asking me? You know, like, why go and ask this other person, you know? But at this point, I'm, like, kind of annoyed because I've, I've kind of given all this time to try and help this person and now they're throwing it back in my face and telling me that, you know, such and such, you know, big dog over here or whoever, you know, when I say big dog, it wasn't, I forget that's Roman Reigns' catchphrase. It wasn't him. It was a, an independent wrestler who's a prominent professional wrestler. Um, but I'm just trying to uh, think of the best way to, to put this across. But this person told him, yeah, it's a dumb idea. And, and I said, oh, really? So, so what was that person's advice? And he says, oh, they just told me to go out there and have the best match. And I was like, oh, they, they, they just told you to go out and have the best match as a trainee. All right, cool. And uh, how's that working out for you? You know? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm still in the same spot I was in. I was like, oh, I see. Maybe want to come back to me in six months? You know? I wasn't that abrupt about it. But the point that I'm making is, is if a prominent professional wrestler tells a trainee just to go out there and have the best match, personally, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think that's a pretty dumb thing to tell someone. And the reason is because... If you're a prominent professional wrestler who's been on the scene for many years and you're having basically all these, you know, four and five star matches or whatever, I don't really know what their star ratings were, but they're known for having good matches. I'm thinking this person's been a professional wrestler for 10 plus years to say to a trainee, you know, how do I advance quickly? Just go out there and have the best match. It's not really, in my opinion, unless you're, yeah, and don't get me wrong, there are exceptions to the rule, but a lot of people can't have the best match on the card because they don't have those hundreds of matches of experience all over the world wrestling. So it's not really that simple to just say, oh, just go and have the best match. You know, that's like saying, oh, how, how do I score more goals? <laughs> just be the best footballer on the pitch, you know, and all the other ideas are trash. The point I'm making to you is you can't really skip the queue with having the best match on the card. That just takes a long time to learn. But it's something you have to learn. And to be honest with you, it's something that me personally, I neglected for too long. I feel like I'm growing a lot as a professional wrestler in the ring. Like, you know, if you watch my recent stuff with Defiant, you know, I think it is take, it's taken a long time for me to shake the stigma that, you know, Joe Hendry's a great character, but, you know, he's just kind of average in the ring or whatever. I actually don't think that's true. And I don't think that's been true for a while now, but there is a, that stigma is attached to me. So now I will need to over-deliver on my matches for a very long time before people even see me as a, a decent or a good professional wrestler in the ring because I'm still shaking that stigma of, you know, Henry's a great character, he's got this, but, you know, kind of average in the ring. And you know what? That is a challenge that I fully embrace. But I was asked the question by a trainee, how do I ascend quickly? And I feel that I gave the answer and the one that worked for me. It's all about balance, people. But what I'm saying is having a great over-the-top character will get you to the table. That can get you booked. Then when you get the matches, focus on learning as much as you possibly can. I will admit, I'll tell you right now, I had the wrong attitude in professional wrestling for a while because I was doing amateur wrestling at the same time, I had the Commonwealth, and I was really just firefighting. And what I mean by that was responding to all these requests that were coming in and kind of all the stuff I had to do with the, all the Commonwealth stuff, all the amateur stuff, but the pro stuff as well, the commentary, I was trying to balance it all. So I was on the go all day, every day. And I, you know what? I just didn't have the time to sit down and watch wrestling. And to, you know, I didn't pick wrestlers' brains enough. But now, you know, the other day I went, I said to BT Gun, I was like, can I, can I go to one of your training sessions? And I just rocked up to one of his training sessions and did the drills just as a trainee would. I did all the stuff just as a trainee would, you know, and it's like, the reason I did that is because I'm trying to get to that student of the game mentality. So what I'm saying is I feel like I'd already done all this with the character stuff. Now I really got to push the boat out as an in-ring performer. And don't get me wrong, I think what I do, I'm really confident in that everything I do is solid. Um, I feel that I'm, I'm, you know, I protect my, well, let's put it this way. People don't get injured when they wrestle me, but everything I look is, is solid. I feel I have solid matches. But I need to go from having solid matches to having great matches. And that's, that's a, that is a difficult journey. But what I'm saying to you and how it relates is it's a journey that takes a lot of time. Well, it does for me. You know, it's a journey that's going to take a number of years. 
but I'm willing to put in that work to do so. But how it relates is I've asked, how do I ascend quickly? And basically having a big character is going to get you to the dance. Use that. So by having, what I'm saying is by having that character, that allowed me to get matches with Kurt Angle, with Del Rio, with Drew Galloway, with... I mean, it's endless with, with Adam Cole, with, you know, the Young Bucks, with Cody Rhodes, with, it's, it's very hard for me, with, you know, Marty Skrull, Will Ospreay, with, it's very hard for me to sit down and name all the wrestlers that I've had the privilege of stepping into the ring with. And now in retrospect, here's another thing, and we'll talk about this a different day, but I really wish I'd have just been a bit more humble and gone, you know, one of the best things that I said to Marty Skrull, I said, if you were me, what would you do? And this is when I was WCPW champion. And he was like, well, you know, I would just, you're in danger of becoming the guy in black trunks. You know, you're not doing your entrances anymore. You're not wearing the gold jacket anymore. And at the end of the day, you know, you're doing less moves because you're a villain, you know, pun intended. So right now you're, you're in danger of just being the guy in black trunks. And I'm like, damn, that is, that's pretty insightful right there. Now, can you imagine how much further I would have been down the line if I'd have asked, you know, every opponent that I wrestled, what would you do if you were me? What mistakes did I make there? How, what, could I, what could I do to improve this situation? What would I do? Now, can you imagine if when I get that advice, the, here's the thing about advice, right? Some advice is going to be amazing. Some is going to be trash. And it's your job to use your instinct. Always trust your instinct and know that most of the advice you're going to get is going to be solid advice, but some of the advice you're going to get is either going to be to sabotage you or make fun of you or pull a ribbon or whatever. You need to know which advice is good and which advice is trash. So if you've ever seen Pump and Iron, it's when Arnold Schwarzenegger says, I'm going to give them the wrong advices. I'm going to give them the wrong advices. And I always try to think about that. And what you do is you just smile and nod. Now that guy that I was talking about in Canada, I was genuinely trying to help that guy because I thought having this over-the-top parody, something that was really hot at the time, would have helped get him some bookings and, you know, get some shares on the internet and get some publicity, enough to get him on the card where he could have had more match experience to eventually get good enough to have the best match on the card. You know what I'm saying? I was genuinely trying to help this person, but what this person did, what they could have done is just gone, oh, thanks for the advice, man, really appreciate it, and left it at that. If he thought it was garbage... No problem. Just leave it there. You know, what you didn't need to do was go, oh, I spoke to this person who's above you in the business and they thought it was garbage. So yeah, what now? You know, it's just like, at that point, I'm like, dude, if that's your mentality, then I've, I literally get, because I'm doing this series, I get dozens of emails every week, people asking advice. I'm not going to have to prioritize them over your ass because, you know, you've responded this way to the advice. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure I've made mistakes in the past. I'm sure I've upset people. I know I've upset people. I know I've stood on to toes. I know I've done things I shouldn't have done, said things I shouldn't have done. And it's this weird balance between having a confidence in what you're doing, but being humble enough to take advice from others. And it's this real balance because if you're, you know, you must always be a student of the game, but if you allow yourself to be walked on, then it's really hard to progress to those upper levels of, of the card, you know? And again, it's something I haven't done yet. I'm still, an, a, you know, a free agent, if you will. I'm someone in the professional wrestling business who's got a long way to go but all I'm trying to do people is really I'm trying to tell you that even in today's age the thing that will always stand the test of time is having an over-the-top large character that people can relate to you for for it being good or for it being bad but people can relate and if it's when I say relate what I do, again, someone very important in the business told me they just will walk around the airport or the streets and they'll just look around and they'll overhear conversations. They'll see things in the corner of their eye. And every so often, if they're walking down the street and someone annoys this person, it's like, that, that person's annoying, but I don't know why. Ask yourself, why is that person annoying? If someone's, if you're drawn to someone, why am I drawn to them? What traits? So if you see someone that's annoying and go, oh, that person's really annoying me. And again, it's like, let's look at, for example, uh, Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall back in the day. Maybe that came from someone was walking down the street, chewing a toothpick, and he saw it and thought, oh, that's annoying. But that would be great for a wrestling character. You can do that. 
See the things that make you feel a certain way. What makes you emote, whether it's good or bad? Look around you, look for influences and say, you know, what, what, is, what is annoying? What makes me upset? What makes me happy? What makes me laugh? What are the positive and negative traits that I see all around me every single day? You know, you can base a character or whatever on, you know, it could be your boss. It could be, again, one of the most popular uh, professional wrestling moments of all time was when Stone Cold Steve Austin would stunner Vince McMahon because everyone had the fantasy that they wanted to beat up their boss. If you can basically tap into something that's already there, an archetype that's already going on in society and touches a nerve of people, again, for, for good or for bad, then, is that, is that even a phrase for good or for bad, for better or for worse, then you can, that's something that you can tap into because at the end of the day, professional wrestling is like all other art forms. It has to make you feel something. It has to move you. And what I'm trying to teach you people is being great in the ring just takes years and years of dedication and passion and experience, whereas character traits is something that you can work on in your own mind sitting if you're at your desk and you're bored if you're if you're in your work right now listening to this podcast think it you that's you putting in work into your career because you're listening again hey i'm not world champion i haven't been world champion but i've done some stuff right and i'm trying to create content that's relevant for you guys because when you hear these kind of top level talents talk it might there might be a little bit of a disconnect because you're going well great that's the archetype of how to be the world champion but let's hear from some who talks about it from day one of training and that's that's what I'm trying to offer to you people so I've talked about in previous episodes all the all the elements that you have to have in place right so you got to have when I say not necessarily a great physique because let's look at mankind for example is was you know was Mick Foley the most ripped guy in the world but we could make an action figure of him right now I could make a plaster scene action figure of him right now and you would know exactly who it was. How many people can you say that for truly in professional wrestling today? If we took a custom Funko Pop right now and made you, would we know it was you? We'd know if it was Rey Mysterio. We'd know if it was Kane. We'd know if it was John Cena. We'd know if it was Hulk Hogan. We'd know if it was Stone Cold. We'd know if it was The Rock. Would we know if it was you? And where that comes into is again, so physique and look are different things. For me, for what I want to do, I'm kind of like trying to be this, you know, this kind of elite sports person. So I have to have an elite sports person's physique, which admittedly hasn't really happened for the last few years. I won't bore you with the details, but it's basically this. I had to compete in 97 kilograms in the Commonwealth Games and two British championships. So I had to weigh like 102, 103 kilos. It's not natural for me to be that weight. Now I've taken a step back from amateur wrestling and I'm focusing purely on my professional wrestling performance and aesthetics. So you will notice my weight will probably drop to about 95, 94 kilos and I'm aiming to be lean and strong at that weight. That's why I was out of shape, if you will, for a while. Again, to some people it won't be out of shape, but for what I want to portray, for who I'm trying to be, it wasn't quite hitting the mark. So now I'm challenging myself to do that. Who do you want to be? Everything that you, so when I talk about character, it's not just in your words, it's not just in what you say, it's not just in what you emote, but it's how you make your entrance. Again, I was told something by someone very high up in the business who said, that person over there, they are great because they knew what they were doing on their third birthday. Someone says there's a spider on the wall. Okay. <laughs> Where, where, where am I looking out for this? This is, apologies for the, uh, the audio listeners. Apparently there's a huge spider in the room. It does happen in Coat Bridge. God, you guys, you guys keep taking me at the moment here. Let's, let's, uh, unless it's going to eat me alive, uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's keep it focused on the podcast. Where about on the wall, people? Where about? But hey, that's that 1080p detail there. Apologies for the audio listeners. I'm sure you can, uh, ah, the prestigious one getting trolled. So is there actually a spider or, or is... Anyway, I'm going to move on from this. So apologies to the audio listeners. Um, I can't see one. My life doesn't seem to be in immediate danger. So let's, uh, let's crack on. I think it was... I think I was perhaps being trolled. 
Now I'm going to have to edit this goddamn podcast. So there you go. Tell you what, let's come up with a new... Uh, people are saying it is, in fact, there. Well, okay, my life's not in immediate danger, so I'll crack on, and then I will go and, bat- I will go and battle with the spider. But I think this is probably going to... Uh, <laughs> someone in the comments says, sorry, can't tell if they're trolling as I'm on... Uh, 160p but it's generating a lot of comments so keep them coming anyway so as i was saying you're it's not just in the words that you say it's not just in how you speak but it's also about everything that you do and as we said a great character knows what they were doing on their third birthday so for example joe henry the local hero or joe henry the prestigious one what they were doing on their third birthday was because he's so confident and overbearing and actually this is funny because it's actually true on my third birthday i made a speech to people at the party thanking them for coming and I told them you can now all leave you've stayed for the time that's required I actually said and did that on my third birthday but that kind of works and works perfectly because that's what the prestigious one would have been doing he would have been giving out some orders doing some public speaking on his third birthday he, w- he would have sang everyone a, a terrible song and made them all stay to enjoy it that's what he would have been doing what would you know um, what would mankind have been doing on his third birthday? You know, probably beating up the other kids or jumping off the roof. You know, that that's what that means. It doesn't actually mean the third birthday. It just means go back in time and you should know every facet of your character. And that, that also comes into how are you going to make your entrance? What are you going to wear to the ring? How are you going to do promos? How are you going to do? How are you going to do things in the ring? It all comes down to... It should all come. It shall start from the character that you want to portray, the the traits that you want to portray. So don't just go, oh well, I I want to I want to wear this because it's cool. Well, okay, that could work if your character is like an over the top cool person. But let's put it this way: if you if your character is an MMA fighter because you were an MMA fighter, then probably should wear MMA gear to the ring. If you were, if your character is a rugby player who just smashed all of his competition, and you know he's he's too violent for rugby, so has now been told you know you can't do rugby anymore. So they've become a professional fighter to to make ends meet, but to crush some skulls as well. Why don't you come out to the ring with rugby gear? Look at Matt Riddle for example. He's a perfect example. He comes out to the ring with his bare feet because. That's what he would have worn in the UFC. That makes sense. That is still, Matt Riddle is himself, but he is a character. He is his character. So let's look at all the way from Mankind and Kane and Undertaker, all the way to someone like Matt Riddle, who is still, again, a a really strong but totally different character, if you will, in today's day and age. So I'm trying to get you, you all to think about is everything should, the word is derive. Everything that you do, whether it be in the ring, the way you present yourself, the way you do your promos, the way you make your entrance, the way you behave on social media. I had someone given, I had to give someone some advice the other day. I'm not, again, I'm not going to name names, but someone whose gimmick is basically to be, you know, they're very like uh, Justin Bieber, like, you know, this kind of Hollywood star, like, you know, this, this A-lister that's kind of rubbing it in everyone's face. And, you know, this person's having a decent amount of success considering how long they've been in the business. And, you know, some people are, uh, you know, being crybabies about it. There's no there's no other word for it. Some veterans are being absolute crybabies about it. And he's putting a post up where he's, you know, being himself. He's like, yo, I'm in LA, blah, 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 doing his promos. And then some quote-unquote veterans, i.e. people that have been in the business a long time but done nothing of value, are giving him crap for it and going, oh, well, you know, you're disrespecting the business. Well, it's like... Right, so what he needs to do is to basically kind of try and maneuver his way through this situation and kind of, you know, this is the thing. Unfortunately, uh, I think it was Hulk Hogan said it, you know, when they go, oh, well, you're a politician, politics. Listen, if you want to be the world champion, you better be a master politician. This person can't just go, oh, shut up, old timer. You know, again, it's what I was saying. Take the advice and go, Oh, I really appreciate the advice, but know that that's crappy advice. Telling them, don't post that stuff anymore. The reason they don't want this person to post that stuff anymore is because it's getting over and it's getting attention. I.e. it's getting more attention from them and now they're scared for their spot. So what this person needs to do is recognize that actually this is not genuine advice. This is someone who feels threatened. And so what I need to do to for it to have the best outcome for me is I need to basically 
dismiss this in the most polite, respectful way possible, which is to go, thanks so much for the advice. No, I, I definitely, I'd see where you're coming from and I will, I will certainly consider that uh, moving forward. But, you know, thank you very much for the advice. And then moving forward, just keep plugging away. Again, let's not be stupid about it. Let's not deliberately step on people's toes. Let's not say things that are going to, uh, you know, politically be foolish to say. But at the end of the day, his character is to be a loud, brash, abrasive um, kind of LA superstar. So his social media should reflect that. His social media couldn't be, shouldn't be, oh, I'm just so grateful to be in the business right now. You know, it could be. He could say, I'm so grateful to be in the business right now because I've got so many, uh, so many these desperate fans that are willing to do everything for me and, you know, buy all my merch and, you know, just, I'm, you know, it's so great because I just need to pretend that I'm interested in them and, you know, that's all I need to do to make, make loads of money and they just have to go to their boring day jobs and, you know, I just kind of, you know, uh, I'm just trying to keep an eye on the comments as well. Um, so... The point I'm making there is this person should behave on their social media as their character would. Uh, also, I'd like to say thank you to uh, Function, at Function, who has just uh, subscribed. Someone says, I kind of disagree. Don't get me wrong. People should act like their, their character, but they shouldn't be their character 24-7. You have the ability to be a man and to have a normal life. Uh, well, that's the reason why I'm sitting in this chair. No disrespect. is because, uh, again, I'm giving you a professional opinion. Like, I do understand what you're saying, um, and I do, you know, I appreciate you contributing to the conversation, um, but you got to think about, I get what you're saying, because today's day and age, you know, things are very different, but I I think that when you say you should have a normal life, yes, you can have a normal life, but it's, it's your decision whether you want the public to see that normal life or not, you know, I think if you look at some of the best characters in professional wrestling, if you will. I'll give you an example, right? Matt Hardy, broken Matt Hardy. He came over and did a show with Kenny McIntosh, and I went to see that show. And for three hours, he was 100% speaking as broken Matt Hardy. Not once, absolutely not once did, did he break quote-unquote character. So don't worry, I'm not, I, I'm just looking at the comment. I know you're not a hater. You know what? Actually, if I'm being honest, I probably was a bit too hostile towards your comment there because at the end of the day, you're here every week. You, you're you're a great supporter, and I, I probably should have been a bit more uh, a bit more um, inclusive of your comment there. So apologies, I got a little bit uh, I got a little bit amped up there. I appreciate your viewpoint, and you know what? I shouldn't have poo pooed it like that instantly. I should have uh, again. I should have given a more uh, political answer, if you will. Um, so apologies for uh, overstepping a little bit there. Thank you for contributing to the conversation. I'm just, you know, when you just get fired up and you're just like, you're on a mission here. That's where I'm at. So, uh, no, don't worry. All good. All good. We've shaken hands. We've made up. Um, so, uh, someone else says the, the stream is awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so, again, thanks to everyone who does watch every week. I really appreciate it. It's uh, honestly the fan base right now is, is, is amazing. But also, we're going to have the Patreon up and running. Um, in a few weeks and what we're going to do is we're going to have a tier that is going to allow professional wrestler trainees or prospective professional wrestling trainees to actually submit their scenarios and questions to the show in advance and we're going to deal with them every week and you can choose for it to be named or anonymized but regardless we will deal with it on the show there will be a tier for that because I want to interact with you guys as much as possible. And, you know, the we're in such a state, where, you know, the way that the internet and social media is that we can, we can really do anything that we want to do in this time. And, I, you know, if I can help you guys take even a little step further towards being a proficient professional wrestling trainee, then I take great pride in that because all I'm trying to encourage you all to do at this point is to also... Uh, thank you to someone who has just anonymously gifted that person a tier one sub there you go we're uh, we're spreading the love in the twitch chat just now again you can watch this live every week uh twitch.tv forward slash joe hendry or joehendry.net goes there uh, but if you're on the audio podcast you know just keep on listening we appreciate you here every single week just subscribe on spotify or itunes or wherever you're at it's very much appreciated 
Um, but yeah, no, some seen some awesome chat in the comments there. Um, and yes, it is good to debate opinions and stuff like that. So hello to everyone in the comments. I see some people uh, looking for a shout out there. Hello to you. Uh, thanks to those who come back every week as well. I really enjoy doing these um, because I'm getting emails now where people are telling me, because I listened to your podcast, I've gone, someone said they started at Rampage's school the other week after listening to uh, one of the podcasts. And I was like, damn, like I've actually made a difference to someone's life. And that is the difference in my content now is I'm not making my content and going, oh man, how can I, how can we make some money here on this content? What I'm doing is, yeah, I've got bills to pay and a job to do, but first and foremost, let's deliver something valuable to the people who give me their most valuable asset, which is their time. So if you listen every week or even this is your first episode, thank you so much for doing so. I take your time investment very seriously. And I will do what I can to make sure it's worthwhile for you. So again, we've got the uh, the the Patreon is launching on March first. I will be doing a twenty four hour live stream on March the sixth. That is going to be insane to promote the Patreon, and a portion of the money raised will go to a charity of our choice that we will announce soon. So we're pretty uh, excited about that. That's going to be cool. And we hope that you can drop in. We'll be doing How to Become a Professional Wrestler. We'll be doing the Joe Hendry Show. We'll be doing uh, a Q&A about the new web series, Free Agent, that we've started. Um, and we'll be doing gaming streams. And we'll probably play some board games, about Monopoly or something like that as well. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be 24 hours. And we're hopefully going to get a whole load of Patreon subs. But we're also going to raise some money for uh, a charity that's close to our hearts as well. So that's going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I, all I need to do plug-wise. Basically, the main thing is, though, again, thanks to Cultaholic. Because of them, we got, uh, you know, obviously that and the trailer drop, and we gained a 1,000 subscribers on YouTube in a weekend. So that is amazing. If you're listening now and you've not subscribed, it makes all the difference. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Hendry and go and subscribe. YouTube.com forward slash Joe Hendry. Go check that out. Uh, also, you can get my t-shirts and all that stuff at hendryshop.com. That's how you can support me directly. Or if you want to go even further and make it instantaneous, there is a Streamlabs link in the title of this very broadcast um, if you're watching on Twitch. So go check that out. But yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap it up just now. Uh, because to be honest with you, there's no point dragging this on longer just for the sake of dragging it on because I've really told you all you really need to know about creating a character and that's we've smashed the facade that it's about creating a character it's not it's about taking your character that is already there taking your life experiences that are already there and building them into a a product if you will an offering for the market that is unique because we know how difficult it is to get the years of experience needed to be an elite level performer in the ring. So we can skip the queue, if you will, by becoming a compelling character. That's how we can start to get the experience that we need to bring up that in-ring stuff. We're going to be humble in our approach. We're going to welcome all advice from everyone in the pro wrestling business. But at the same time, we're going to use our gut instinct to filter that knowledge and know when we're getting great advice and know when someone might be trying to steer us down uh, the wrong path because as I've said before that happens um, that happens in a in the professional wrestling business. I've got someone said I've already asked people my positives and negatives and put them in a spreadsheet and why uh, in a separate word document and that's awesome that's such a great way to start again it gives you self-awareness as well it helps you work on any problems that you've got I feel like I'm a much more rounded person now that I've became a pro wrestler and made fun of myself for six years because at the end of the day in professional wrestling you can't be afraid to make fun of yourself that's a huge part of it and it can be very therapeutic for you so um, we've got to that point uh, and again I've reminded you that the reason you need to have a great characters because again you you can't just be good enough to be on the show you need to be good enough to take that spot away from somebody else especially in today's competitive market and that is how you can get the edge also what you're going to do is you're going to use these traits and you're going to apply them to your social media uh, again when you're a trainee right don't worry about portraying your character on social media just yet 
Let's kind of think about that when you're approaching your debut. When you're starting to approach your debut, then maybe it might be time to drop some promos and to let people know about your character and to build some hype for your debut. But right now, let's get the basics under our belt. So if this is the first podcast, go and listen to the other ones and make sure you're doing all the things that we spoke about previously before you think about putting your character, if you will, out there to the world. So... These are kind of the main things that you have to consider when it comes to, i.e. putting together a character, which again, we've smashed the facade. It's not a character, it is the characteristics that are already within you. You're turning the volume up to 11 and you're trying to create the best content that you can. And you're always thinking, you're thinking about when I put out a tweet, when I put a post up on Instagram, when I make a YouTube video, when I do an interview, when I make my entrance to the ring, when I hit somebody in the ring, when I do X, Y, and Z maneuver, when I when I walk to the ring, when I you know answer the phone, when I do a promo, when I eat my breakfast, how, how would this character do it? And let's turn it up to 11. Now, I want you to think about all the great comedies because this is kind of going to help to explain what I mean because at the end of the day I'm not Christian Bale I haven't you know been in blockbuster Hollywood movies and been through uh, you know 20 years of, of acting school I did some classes when I was younger but I haven't been you know I haven't been a, a scholar when it comes to acting so I, I don't you know I'm not drawing from portraying um a character and I'm, I'm not you know I'm not Christian Bale I'm not kind of an elite actor in, in doing that what I'm doing though is I am able to be myself but on a more overt level now I want you to think about some shows like whether it be The Office or Curb Your Enthusiasm or um, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia a lot of the favorite moments from these shows are all kind of some of them are improvised moments, especially Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is a basically improvised show. The reason I give that as an example is because this is what I have found in my journey in professional wrestling is that if you have amazing characters, has you ever heard that phrase when they go, if you, I remember it was on that old advert, they'd go, you know, if you give someone a fish to eat for a day, if you teach them how to catch a fish, they can feed their family, family for a lifetime. You know, it's that sort of thing. It's a weird analogy, but it's like that sort of thing with being a wrestling character in that if you have a great joke, let's say, let's take a comedy character. If you have a great joke, then you're going to make people laugh once. But if you have an amazing character, you're going to be able to make people laugh for a lifetime. What I'm trying to demonstrate there, people, is that if you go to the trouble at the very start of creating an amazing character, then you're the jokes write themselves. All you have to do, and again, professional wrestling is a clash of characters. If you have an amazing character and they start to clash with other amazing characters, the jokes, the situations start to write themselves. It doesn't have to be, even have to be humor. If you've got, you know, you could have two very different characters and when they clash, how are they going to interact when they're fighting over a title? How are they going to interact when they're fighting regarding a relationship or you know something gone wrong or the tag team broken down at the end of the day if you have very strong characters these situations are going to write themselves the stronger the character the better the more relatable character that you have the better your content is going to be whether it be in the matches whether it be in the promos in the entrances in your music in your interview in your social media posts what I'm trying to say, people, is if you go to the effort of developing a well-thought-out and unique character that is good enough to get you on the show, then you've done so much of the work for you. From that point, you go, for me, for example, I'm the field musician, but also I'm a two-time British amateur wrestling champion, and I went to the Commonwealth Games. So how should I wrestle? I should do amateur wrestling stuff, and I should be over-the-top and cocky. So that's what I'm trying to do now. If you watch Defiant Wrestling this week, um, you'll see there's a match just a few minutes long on uh, this this week's episode of Defiant. Um, if you, it may be a little bit outdated by the time this podcast goes out, but I think it would be last Sunday's episode. If you go watch it, watch the match. At the start of the match, I use uh, amateur wrestling holds that not a lot of people do. So instead of locking up, you'll see I do what's called a two-on-one on his arm because that's like a, an amateur wrestling move. Do like a takedown and a gator roll that you don't usually see from that position in professional wrestling because, again, it's unique to my character, if you will, and, you know, the things I've done in my life. And then when I hit him with a big tackle, I stop in the middle of the ring and go, Joe Henry, 
and the crowd either say local hero or so prestigious or Joe Hendry, back to me, whatever it is, that's the kind of overt musician personality coming out and that's why those things derive from where they have. Do the work, create a great character and that is how you can get on the show very quickly indeed. Hopefully this has uh, been worthwhile for you and I'm, I'm hopefully some of what I'm saying is making sense here. I will give it with a disclaimer though. You know I'm saying all this stuff about you know, this is going to get you on the show and get you, you know, this is how you skip the queue and that's all good and well. But on this podcast, we're honest about our positives and our negatives, our, our good traits and our flaws. One of mine is my character was away up here at one point and my wrestling was maybe down here at one point. You know, maybe not that low, but they were far apart is the point of what I'm saying. So again, I'm stuck with a stigma. Henry's a great character, but you know, in ring, eh. Even though I feel, even though I feel that the work that I do in the ring now is quality, I'm gonna to have to fight for a lot longer and a lot harder to get the respect in the ring because that's the stigma that I started off with. This podcast series is not only about telling you guys what worked for me; it's asking you to avoid the pitfalls that I had. If I had spent more time in the training school after, don't get me wrong, I trained all the time when I started. But if I had spent more time in the training school after I debuted and continued to challenge myself in the ring, perhaps I wouldn't have had that stigma to that level. Perhaps I would have been a little bit further down the line right now. Perhaps I wouldn't have had to catch up so much now. What I'm saying, folks, is before I go, have all the confidence in the world with your character, but you still got to put in the work in the ring. I'm playing catch up now and don't get me wrong, I feel like I'm turning out some very solid stuff. I'm happy with the work that I'm putting out there right now, but I'm going to have to fight for a lot longer before I'm getting any five-star match reigns. But you know what? I'm willing to put in the work and I hope you are all willing to put in the work too. If you are willing to put in the work, I'll see you here again next time. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate everyone that tunes in. Thanks to everyone who's uh, helped us out with subscribing on Twitch or by papping a little something in the jar via the Streamlabs link that is in the uh, description. It's very much appreciated. So I'm going to head off and leave you guys to it. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, We'll be back tomorrow, I believe, with the Joe Henry Show. Um, Again, if you're listening to the audio podcast, maybe a little disjointed. But again, the main thing, uh, subscribe to youtube.com forward slash joe hendry that's the number one way to support me right now so i mean the prestigious one joe hendry this has been how to become a professional wrestler and i shall see you next time thank you